Hello and welcome everyone to episode 31 of One Piece at a Time, the One Piece read-through podcast where we read and discuss five chapters of the One Piece manga each and every week. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined once again by my wonderful co-host and freelance letterer at Shonen Jump, Brandon Bovia. How you doing, Brandon? Doing pretty good. Uh, as you all know, I'm the uh, English letterer for manga like Dragon Ball Super and uh, Kaiju Number 8 and many, many more. One fun thing is that I, we talked about this uh, a few episodes ago, you know, the uh, the One Piece manga went on break in preparation for like the final saga. And as of it will be back, I think by the time this episode comes out, it'll be it's like the Sunday after we're uh, recording this right now. So I haven't been spoiled on anything. Uh, I don't know what, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for it to come back. I've definitely had some friends go through like withdrawal symptoms <laughs> of a whole month without the manga. I, I always see something related to One Piece trending for myself now. And I'm like, nope, Every that's a trap. Time. Yeah, that's a that trap. is a trap. It's a trap for me and I'm caught up. <laughs> yeah. It's horrible. I mean, because it's a, somehow those chapters leak and it's like, well, here you go. Here's the scans. Yeah. Here's what's coming. Right. Yeah. It is just, it's, and it, it's just getting worse and worse. Why would you want to uh, do that it, to it, yourself? It, like yeah I, it's 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 a whole mess people are impatient i uh, yeah I yeah just, it's, it's not it's, great <laughs> it's sad but hopefully our listeners are patient because i say each and every week but unfortunately i have to take a trip the first week of august which means i will not be able to edit the episode that is supposed to release on the 8th so that'll be episode 32 and we'll have to go take a, just a short week break just because i'll need time to actually edit together but i will be away so i just i hmm. can't do it and we don't have that buffer anymore and didn't have time to build a buffer because I've been working on a Zeno series retrospective for my main job over at Good Vibes Gaming and that has been taking up pretty much all my waking time other than doing a little bit of editing for One Piece that I can manage to fit in because again this is so much fun. Uh, so apologies for that that I will have to take a, uh, a week off there but it, only that week we'll be right back and honestly pretty good spot to have that break happen because we finish up wapple drum island arc is over as of this set of chapters yeah finishing uh you know taking a break at the end of an arc uh, honestly maybe something we could get used to <laughs> <laughs> uh but if you're a one piece fan and you've been caught up at any point in the past like eight years you probably should be used to uh, taking a week break <laughs> yeah yeah it makes sense but you know we got to keep that consistent we can't let oda get ahead exactly yeah <laughs> we've already closed the gap by four weeks Come I know. On. I mean, we're talking about catching up to Oda, but like he won't be finished by the time we do catch up. So yeah, oh, man. <laughs> who knows? Who this knows? just this just gives us more time. Yeah. But uh, in that meantime, uh, let's go ahead and talk about this set of chapters because there's some really good stuff in here. You want to talk about some wrap up? This does the job, and it all begins mm -hmm. with chapter 151, "The Skies of Drum," where Django's dance heaven has been invaded by. Captain Eureka's tulip pilots, pi pilots, pirates. <laughs> yeah. Now having read, you know, the five chapters for this podcast, this cover story makes sense. At, when I was first reading it, I was like, what, what the heck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> that really is. Yeah. I'm still kind of <laughs> like that because I, I feel like after, after this that I can finally, I can reveal the whole, what they did for Django for that one short that, that played in front of a movie. Mm -hmm. Where you know he's on the run from the Marines and is trying to get away, but it, it's a, it involves a completely unique Marine captain and oh, Django so it's tries not to full body. Yeah, it's not full body, hmm. and Django tries to save himself by hypnotizing him, but it reflects off a giant disco ball that's hanging above <laughs> the city, what? and it proceeds to hypnotize the entire city to dance until the night until the night is over. That's kind of incredible, and and you know what the the kind of like failing upwards that I'm really I'm really proud of him. I'm really proud of him for pulling that off. Yeah. So yeah, J Django escapes, and I'm like, okay, well, did they just adapt this story for that? And no, at this point, I can okay, yeah. definitively so say they used the setting, kind of. Okay. Yeah. But, but they, they definitely managed to do their own thing with it. Yeah. yeah. I I I also like getting to see a little bit more of East Blues pirates and how they are generally weak and i can kind of see how they're generally weak yeah these because, guys are goofy yeah i do love the tulips on their heads and just the yeah, hairstyle of, of captain that's, Eureka. That, that's a dress code right there <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay i'm not sure how you came up with that but good for you good for you man sure yeah sure 
Yeah. Let's let's get into the chapter itself as we see that, yes, this uh, remaining rope was set up next to Uri- uh, Dr. Correa's old house. And yeah. uh, nobody really thought to check it out, apparently. And everybody squeezes onto this thing. I, I'd feel a little dangerous if they're like it's yeah. slowing down. I'm like, seriously, I don't know if I'd pile on like that, but sure, why not? It gives us a chance for Dalton to reflect. Really, that's the big thing. Yeah, so, yeah, we kind of got this nice little sort of like internal flashback of just <laughs> it's like all of my life choices serving this lunatic who is Wapple. <laughs> yeah, and I gotta say. Wobble does look threatening when you see him having defeated Dalton. You know, Dalton's bloodied on the ground. And Wobble's definitely a lot more decked out. He has tank treads. He has the two cannon arms. He has a spear on his head. He has two smaller cannons jutting out from his head. He has axes on his shoulders. That is a more threatening Wobble. Yeah, I think to most normal people, Wobble would be... I understand the sort of, like, nobody did anything about this guy because nobody could. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, you know, even even though he's, you know, just compared to the Straw Hat Pirates, you know, he's a complete joke. But I definitely understand, as maybe sort of like frustrating as it might be to think about, like, man, you guys let this guy take over for, you know, like like six years, uh, more than six years. And you didn't do, you know, anything to stand up to him. But you kind yeah. of, through, through, I think, Dalton's perspective, who's probably one of the strongest folks, seeing him get kind of beat up. Yeah. Makes sense. It, it makes sense why nobody did anything. And it does kind of show that maybe Wobble would have been a threat if he'd been able to get into the armory and actually eat everything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, but it's one of those things where you just, like, he's, again, taunting, you know, you know who's the stupid one now? And tosses him in a cell. Just, God, those, that smile, those smiles he have, they still find, find a way to just make him slimy as ever. And then him just oh, getting... Yeah. Tortured Just basically by hateable. Chess and Marymo. Yep, yep. Ugh. I definitely, uh, I think I mentioned last week that this is kind of like a character archetype that the kind of like the gross, punchable face, just completely irredeemable type of, of villain. And and that is definitely like this this kind of stuff. We see it a lot later as well with, with other other villains of a similar type. But, you know, mm-hmm. as much as I think Wapal is kind of like an ineffective version of that, it is sort of interesting to see that. Uh, see the seeds, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. And it just it's Dalton just reaffirming his thought is like, who cares about status? Who cares about the king? Meanwhile, yeah. switch over to Luffy having a firm, firm grip on Wobble's face. <laughs> I love the contrast uh, between just Luffy grabbing his face and then just like the cute little snowbirds, like, <laughs> mm. you know, coming out of the cannon. It's just adorable. Uh, yeah, that's a wonderful little thing. But it also, Wapple brings up a very good point that I did not yes. think about. <laughs> yeah. Calling Luffy an idiot because the Drum Kingdom is a member of the world government and he's committed an international crime. Like, he is definitely considering himself an enemy of the world government at this point, even yeah. though Wapple is crap. You know, you know how governments will still don't yeah. care. They're like, how dare you attack this guy? Mm-hmm. But Luffy doesn't care. He's going to beat him up. I'm going to beat you up. (laughs) And Wapple, again, trying to be terrifying with that wide open mouth. But Luffy's ready, stretching out his fingers, which is just wild. It's such a a wild imagery. Just Wapple's giant mouth and just Luffy's fingers kind of stretching out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is sort of a cool... My power was the exact thing to counter yours in the situation. That is until Wapol just kind of uh, pulls out a cannon out of his tongue uh, with with an actual tongue cannon. Yeah, which is just weird, but, you know, that that would catch you off guard. And we see the blast while Chopper just sort of stares up at the sky. And we we don't Mm. see the outcome right away because we get even more flashbacks from Dalton. And we even get a little clip of the doctor hunt where they're literally dragging a doctor away from his patient to throw him into the ocean. Into the ocean. Throw him into the ocean. If he resists, kill him. What the hell? I think it was really important to show that Dalton, despite existing in this corrupt system, like, he he regrets that, you know. Mm. That is... He he sort of, like, you know, at the end here, he's realizing, like, all of the horrible things that sort of, like, happened under his tenure. And... I think while I don't know if I want to go as far as to say like like maybe 
the ways in which, like, you know, because Dalton here on the next page, you know, he's like, you know, what's so wrong about wanting your country to have a heart? I think maybe sort of like the grander themes of like corruption, you really only see it through Wapal and you know his his two lackeys, mm-hmm. and so I, I can I can sort of understand that there wasn't really a whole lot of time to establish maybe in all of the other ways, like we're just kind of seeing the corruption at the top and maybe not the grander ways in which like the country is corrupt, right. It's what, was my, what was my point with this? Um, I, I mean, I, I think yeah. there's, there's a lot of people under Wapple that were followed along with this, I think is where you're getting Yeah, at. exactly. Because we don't see yeah. the soldiers' perspectives or anything like that, because Dalton's own men turned on him. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Like, we can maybe guess from the doctors on how they turned back to, like, to save Dalton, or, like, they did it under duress because of Wapple, but how much should you yeah. forgive that? But, again, it's not something, mm-hmm. this does not go into it at all. Yeah, I yeah I think it's it's crucial that we have this at all. Like I I kind of wasn't expecting that we would get this. No, I I completely forgot about these elements. Yeah, yeah. So it feels sort of like a backhanded compliment to be like, oh, good job, you know. But you know, now now that I'm sort of seeing this play out, I I like how this is handled. Maybe sort of while understanding that there wasn't a whole like this this isn't what the whole arc is about, and so. No. I'm mostly okay with the fact that Oda didn't really spend a whole lot of time on it, and I think this is sort of the best way he could have maybe sort of like resolved those feelings that uh, through through Dalton. Yeah, Dalton's sort of the representation of that—the one man who resisted exactly. and, and gave strength to the other people, and he he is certainly committed. I mean, he, he has those little flashbacks to young Vivi and Hero Luke, and I, I I don't know why, but this look that Usopp gives him. Mm-hmm. It, I, I feel like that does so much for Usopp's character, just watching him and sort of getting, again, again another taste of bravery. Yeah, like I said, uh, Usopp loves heroes, and he, he loves heroism, as, as we saw sort of with the, uh, the, the last episode on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, just, just that sort of look that Usopp gives him, I think is sort of enough, you know, just, like he's paying attention, and he kind of, I think, can infer what he's going through. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Although Don's really ready to just go all out. He, he's strapped with yeah, dynamite. Yeah, he's, he's ready for a fight. He's back in heat. I, the thing <laughs> is, I don't know if that would actually do anything to Wapple because I think he, I feel like he would it. just eat Dalton and take the dynamite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, it's it's worth a shot. I, so I, I guess. I, 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 I don't know. I, I appreciate that Dalton's ready to die for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just like, you know what? Just, uh, just, just screw it. We're going in. <laughs> yep, let's do it. And we go back to the castle, and of course, Wapple's laughing about how much he's like he let Luffy let down his guard, and is he's a fool. And Luffy just appears behind him. Is like, nope. <laughs> he teleports behind you. Oh, <laughs> you're the fool, and just does this yep. Newman technique where he wraps himself up up like a what's that candy a fruit roll-up it's like a fruit roll-up yeah yeah that's what i thought of when i saw this attack from luffy yeah he's just sort of (laughs) the gum gum bow gun that just launches wapple straight into the roof i don't know how it's supposed to be a bow gun but it's it's hilarious and rad (laughs) yeah yeah just that that sheer force that knocks him into that forces him to look at look at hero luke's flag I, I loved that. This sort of like, look at what what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> and Luffy just again getting that last idea is like, hey, if you're not willing to put your life on the line, don't touch the skull and crossbones. And probably the biggest gum gum bazooka we'd ever we've ever seen. The perspective on that where he's basically I reaching out over the that. town. To the yeah. point that it's echoing. Oh, well, I I didn't even realize that's what that was. Yeah, the, all those gum gums. I'm assuming those are all echoes. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> he is. Yeah, I had thought about like because he finished off Buggy in a similar way, but like the the scale of this one is just oh man, that's great. And I I love that that one liner from Kuriha at the bottom. The king is lost to the skull and crossbones. Just laughing to herself. <laughs> And that's it. Wapple's offering all these titles to Luffy. Does not care. And we get that bazooka. Yep. And Wapple is gone. Nice. He's done. What? Oh, just so satisfying. Yes. <laughs> After yes. complaining about this dude for the last like four episodes of the <laughs> podcast. Nope. See ya. He God, is finally. done. Goodbye, <laughs> Wapple. Woo. 
great satisfying chapter i i again i like that that don't add a little bit more depth to it than we would have others otherwise because you know there's not much yeah. to that fight left a, a dodge a cannon tongue and launch him yeah yeah i do i do wonder how luffy actually got behind him <laughs> it was just one of those things that's just like oh okay he he missed yeah it's fine you know he dodged <laughs> yeah i think it really was just he dodged in time and wobble mm-hmm. was just like convinced oh he got blown away that's that sort of thing yeah, the funny thing is, if we look at the total amount of time that Luffy actually fought Wapple for these this whole showdown set of chapters, I think it's maybe three. Like the two that we had, like this one, the last one, and then the, that first little scuffle when Luffy just came in and decked him. Yeah, it's really. I, I had thought about like, man, how come I really, I really didn't remember a lot about this arc because it just like as as satisfying as it is to just finally see. Wapple get his due it is kind of like over before it starts and I'm, I'm okay with that mm-hmm. but yeah. I definitely think it the actual fight is not the thing about the story arc that stands out in my mind no no and 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 I'm that's okay that that doesn't have to be you know everything yeah it, it's again it's a nice way to change up the pacing of mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. arcs so they don't all blend together as the same thing yeah. I, I appreciate it from that aspect. I mean, we were talking about it before, how it kind of feels like a side quest. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah, it really, I, I think I think that finale really sort of like cements that. It, it does. <laughs> but then there's stuff in these wrap up chapters that makes it sort of like, oh, that side quest was more important than we thought. Yeah, you don't want to miss out on the lore drops in the side quest. <laughs> no, that's for sure. Let's get to maybe some of those lore drops as we reach chapter 152, Full Moon. As we get another wonderful old color spread, uh, you know, obviously it's not color now, but yeah. this thing deserves to be hung up in a uh, in a library. <laughs> All the characters <laughs> so great. reading, Zoro with a weight, this this weight on top of his book, Luffy eating with the glasses. <laughs> I think book. the 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 big dog and the was that a, is that a duck kind of some sort of bird, some kind also of bird. Drawing yeah, I think those. those like show up in um what what are the anime openings is just like basically a whole smorgasbord of of these like color spreads mushed together and animated. No, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, and and I I think that the Usopp trying to draw I think you know might be part of that too. It's it's been a little bit I don't remember. I definitely recognize the dog though. Yeah, yeah. I I just like I said I saw this like man this needs to be in a library. <laughs> it's it's so it's so cozy. I love I love these. Getting into the chapter itself, the the transportation arrives. I'm blanking on the actual name of it, but whatever. The, yeah, everybody yeah. arrives <laughs> at the top where the kingdom, the castle awaits. And, yeah. Well, uh, I, I love that um, they get there, and of course, <laughs> Usopp is like, <laughs> you know, trying to push Zoro ahead, uh, but is also just like, I'm not scared. <laughs> but but then, like, as soon as they arrive, it's just Luffy screaming, <laughs> and crashes right into them. It's like, oh no, there's more of them, and just, just ah. Takes out Usopp. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh gosh. And yeah, Usopp doesn't miss a beat though, because like, I mean, I mean, Luffy and Zoro kind of have like this whole conversation, and uh, Vivi kind of like, you know, like, oh, is everybody okay? Uh, well, like in the background, like Usopp is trying, like, like as soon, like immediately after he gets knocked down, he's right back up, like, oh yeah, I, you know, I took care of everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I thought you couldn't climb. It's like, oh no, I could totally climb, like a mountain goat. And the, the climb is yep. a real adventure, just crafts yeah. his whole story. I love that the, like, like the word balloons kind of start cutting them off. <laughs> yeah. Like Nobody's really pushed attention. further and further into the background. It's just, it's, it's a great little scene. Yeah. And that's when Luffy confirms that, hey, yeah, I already took care of him. He's already gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've and, solved the problem. And they're like, what about the other two? Oh, yeah, the reindeer took care of them. And I love Dalton's <laughs> shocked face when he sees... He, he doesn't do those faces very often. He's a very serious character. Yeah. But so to see, see that him, look as he, yeah. as he checks out, as he's Chopper hi- hiding, <laughs> it's really good. Man, Dalton's got an incredible memory. <laughs> as we, yeah, he does. <laughs> he's seen, I mean, this, this was six whole years ago, and he's just like, oh, yeah, the, I remember you, the... You looked completely different, but the blue nose. Yeah, I mean, I guess you would remember fighting a reindeer man or a man reindeer. That is true. Yeah. So <laughs> there, there, there is that. But I, I love that. He just like, thank you for this. He just thanks all of them for that. But of course, as the other people show up and of course, as 
Usopp sees him. Everybody freaks out. It's like, weird creature, monster. And... Yep. Oh, oh. Which, of course, he, he runs off immediately. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Luffy's like, Luffy giving him the old smack. That's my new mate. He scared him <laughs> off. He's got to go chase after him again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, of course, time for Correa to arrive. Her antics are just the best, especially in this chunk of chapters. <laughs> yeah, Sanji and Nami are trying to escape. And yep. just like, no, no, I, we don't want to wait. And it's like, my, you know, my back is still hurt and all that. And she just busts down a wall. <laughs> Kicks it down. It's like, get back to the infirmary. <laughs> just- and then on the next page is, is like, like you, you see... You know, a whole bunch of, like, screaming and, and snap, crack sound effects. And then the next panel, you just see Sanji knocked out, tied down. <laughs> He's, like, on a torture device. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. And, yeah, there, there's Dalton all bandaged up thanks to Correa. And she's a- asking mm-hmm. about the key to the weapons. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, I don't have it. Wop always kept it on himself. And is like, well, that's a problem. And the time for Nami to start negotiating. It's like, yeah, I, I love this interaction between these two. It's amazing how well these two play off each other. Yeah, yeah. Like, Nami actually seems capable of mostly handling Korea. Yeah, they, they, they both, they're both kind of characters who are very, very confident in what they want and kind of know that they can, they can play each other to, to get what they want. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's like, hey, for waving, waving the fee f- for treating our crew and releasing immediately, I can give you the key. It's like, oh, that's silly. Besides, I'll be taking all the goods and treasure on your ship as payment. And you'll, <laughs> you'll still have to stay for two days. It's like, oh, you mean this key you want? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you've got a lot of guts bargaining with me. It's like, I, lo- I love their faces. Just that, just that <laughs> grin from both of them. Uh-huh. It's so It's so good. It's like fine, your account is paid, but you can't go go home early. So, tough luck. And yep. again, the interactions are so good. It's like, hey, listen, I'm going downstairs for a while. My coat is in the drawer in the back room. I don't have any guards posted, and the boy, the boy with the broken back's treatment is complete. Don't try to sneak away. You, <laughs> all you others, come with me. And they're like, boy, that's really obvious. It's like, hey, pick my coat <laughs> and get out don't. of here. Don't. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and Luffy's still calling after Chopper. Is like, hey, let's be pirates together. <laughs> and like, hey, he doesn't want to be a pirate. You're wrong. I'm bringing him with us. It's like against his will. Yeah. <laughs> Not to spoil a gag from, a, I think, like the next chapter or maybe the one after that. But I, in, in hindsight, I love Luffy's going through all of this. He has no idea Chopper's a doctor. I know. He's just, yeah. the, he just He's so a committed cool to the bit. <laughs> Yeah, he's just like I want you because, oh, because oh, what was it like? Like, yeah, we're we're getting into it way later, but mm. <laughs> I, I just I just love that. <laughs> yeah. Also, I love the small little detail of Usopp building another snowman in the background as they're waiting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it sounds like it's been a long time. I mean, yeah, yeah Chopper says it's already dark. It's, mm-hmm. He's running around. And, you know, he finally shows up in front of Luffy like he like he wants to be a pirate, but he can't. He's like, I'm mm. not. It's impossible. I'm grateful, but I'm a reindeer. I, I'm weird. I have antlers and hooves and a blue nose. I want to be a pirate, but I'm not human. I'm a monster. So I can't be part of your group. So thank you. Please come back. But I can't go mm. with you. And all Luffy says, is just shut up and come with us. <laughs> I love it. Oh, the goosebumps. Yeah. It's just all all these excuses. All, like I love these. I, I feel like we we see this every now and again when we try to get somebody to join the crew, and they're sort of like you know Chopper's got excuses. You know, there's like, well, okay, but and then Luffy's just like, none of that matters. Yeah, just shut up and come, come along. <laughs> yeah, I don't it, care. It just, I, I don't care how many times I see it. It's it makes me tear up every time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's so just, good. It just, and it had the proper timing of Vivi and Nami dragging Sanji out by the legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the... Uh, <laughs> Poor Sanji gets time. so mistreated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's really going through it, this arc. Oh, yeah, he is. But yeah, that's it for uh, that chapter. It's, again, just a, such a great... And to yeah. confirm that, like, oh, yeah, Chopper's definitely part of the crew at this point. Yeah. This might be one of my favorite, like, falling action sort of, like, arc wrap-ups. Yes. That we've seen so far. It absolutely is. It is the best falling action wrap-up that we've had up to this point. Yeah. Uh, I think it's because, 
there's a full three chapters dedicated to this fallout. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it wraps up everything very nicely. It, it feels like it takes its time. Like, it doesn't have to rush. Like, we need to get to the next thing. It's like, yeah, no, no, yeah. you can take your time. But yeah, chapter 153, Hero Luke's Cherry Blossoms. And yeah, as the pirates are invading the town and the Marines are trying to fight them off and the citizens are running away, Jango's just like, oh, hey, cool. What luck? I yeah. can get out of here without any <laughs> issue. <laughs> It, it, it's fun now in context of why why the tulip pirates showed up and it's just Django sort of finding it out <laughs> yeah it's like cool i am gone <laughs> and what luck fun stuff there I, I i am really enjoying Django's story yeah this has been really really fun mm-hmm. I, I feel like oda's really kind of got he's finding his groove with these cover stories and it feels it feels like there's either even if not necessarily every cover story moves like moves it along they're all like fun or funny or you know Mm. they have some sort of like interesting detail to them it's definitely been a lot better paced than um kobe and helmepos yeah absolutely i think he might have realized that okay we need to play into the humor more so yeah yeah there's no no crazy sort of like crazy lore drops or like oh you know (laughs) some kind of like whatever you know Django found or something something you know what i mean right you know but even even despite that it is still really fun yeah, absolutely. We come back and the straw hats are all waiting outside as uh, Chopper is going in to say goodbye to Kareha, and they're all just sort of hanging out. They'll be going down and ready to make they make their way to Alabasta. And uh, yeah. here's the beginning of your little joke of your joke is like, yeah, especially since we have a doctor and Luke is just like doctor, <laughs> doctor. Yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> it, God, I, I. They got a surprising chuckle out of me because that was all it took for me to go like, oh my god, he didn't know. No, yeah, he has no idea that Chopper's a doctor. <laughs> I, I hadn't thought about it at all. And then mm-hmm. I just, it's like, oh my god, of course. <laughs> and of course, Correa returns to the uh, room, finds Dalton, but nobody else. And she's like, oh, hey, they, even Dalton's like, they disobeyed your orders. <laughs> yeah, it takes a swig. And that's when Chopper shows up and it's like, I, I need I need to talk to you. It's like, oh, yeah, go uh, go help haul out the accountants. But it's like, no, no, I'm going to go with them. What? Mm. Don't talk nonsense. You're my only assistant. Where have I seen this before? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> boy, that does, now that you mention it, that really is similar to, uh, I'm blanking his name, Zeph. I was thinking Hero looked uh, in the flashback, but Zeph too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Poor Chopper's just trying to explain. It's like, yeah, I, 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 I'm very grateful to you and Hero Luke, and I love this place, but I, I, I want to go. It's just like, but... The, Pirates are worthless. I, I, I don't care. It's like he's, it's nice to see him standing up for himself. Again, thinking about this exact same scene with Hiroluk in the flashback, it is kind of like effective in showing how Chopper has grown, especially now through not not just uh, the influence of Luffy, but you could probably also argue Korea has influence as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, he had yeah. to have gotten a stubborn streak after <laughs> yeah, being with her for, for sure. how long. And I, I, I like this idea. It's like, yeah, that's right. I am a reindeer, but I'm also a man, too. And that, and that definitely gets her. It's like, well, good for you, but I won't allow it. And just starts chucking knives at him. Of course. And then starts chucking knives at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's with such all, a hilarious scene. All the people who are trying to the, help unload the, the cannons. <laughs> yeah. And the cannons, I just realized, kind of look like champagne bottles. Yeah, they do, don't they? I wonder if that's because Wapo drank them. You know, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I, I also love how, for once, it's the, the Straw Hats being calm outside while all the insanity goes on inside. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because they're all just kind of like, huh, that's weird. Yeah, it's very weird. <laughs> that's usually our fault. <laughs> Chopper grabs the sleigh, get, uh, goes into his reindeer form, and it's like, what will you accomplish by going to sea? Are you going to chase your silly dreams like that old quack? He's like, they're not silly. His research was completed, and it's like, all right, everybody, get in. We're going down the mountain, and everybody just... <laughs> there, there's no such thing as, like, people normally leaving an island in one piece. There's always There always has to be some kind of, like, all right, we got to go. <laughs> yeah, we, we got to get out of here. Yeah. And uh, I love this two-page spread of them going down the mountain, everybody barely hanging <laughs> on, Luffy in the, in the back. Uh, oh, I, I have words... If you're caught up, you know you know what I mean. Um, that's all I'll say. <laughs> I yeah, I know nothing about that. But that's... <laughs> yeah, and that is something I didn't think about that reading it for the podcast, but just popped into my head right right now. Oh wow! Uh, but yeah, if if you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
But I also love this, just that I uh, showing Kreia calm as he as he goes, yeah. and it's just like, uh, dang it, Kreia, especially because you know there's the the continued chaos of them all just like panicking. That was fun. Let's do it again. We have to set sail. Yeah. All that stuff. And hey, Sanji's awake now. It's like where are we? Oh, yeah. He was out for all of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the the how it compares. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like that insanity to a very calm Korea and Dalton just approaching her is like, this is what you want. It's like, you're just a stray that got adopted. I don't like tearful fa- farewells. And again, just Cedar Korea cries. Cedar just holding back tears. It's so, aww. Aww, It's so sweet. Yeah. Again, par- definitely parallels to the hero look uh, flashback. Mm-hmm. Of just, I, 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 I sympathize with these like extremely flawed characters who like, have a very unique way of showing that they care. Yeah. That <laughs> very, is, that very flawed. Is such the case kind of with these two way. doctors. <laughs> yeah, of showing that they care. <laughs> mm-hmm. And as Chopper runs away, he's just thinking back to Hero Luke, and like he's that, he was so convinced that he could finish his research, but like, did it actually happen? Was was mm-hmm. he actually the was it actually the truth? And that's when. Korea has them fire the cannon straight up. I hadn't thought about it again the first time reading this set of chapters. Like she was setting this up the whole time. Like this is what she was getting all of like the villagers getting the cannons ready for. Mm-hmm. So and she, I, I, she I would have done it much sooner, but couldn't yeah. because she didn't have the key. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> yeah. It, huh. She kind of needed Wapple to return in order to get that key, and this provided the opportunity. And I, I, I do, like, it makes sense that everybody's like, oh, God, it's a cannon barrage. Run. Right, yeah. <laughs> Take <laughs> like, cover. Oh, not again. And then they, they light it up. And I got, you got the Lappins looking. You got the villagers looking. You got Chopper in the Straw Hats looking. And they just look up and see the snow. And I just, like, it's, it's like it's like a dream. What wondrous fools can create. We've learned that what he was trying to do all this time was that this red red powder, when comes in, comes into contact with white snow in the atmosphere, brilliant pink snowflakes will fall, and just that, I, mm. cry, like if it's happening now, just that wailing yeah. from Chopper, God brings tears to my eyes, and to see the pseudo cherry blossom tree. Yeah, I kind of didn't expect this to come full circle in the way that it did. I had kind of accepted that, like, whatever... Like, and I sort of remembered that, like, what Hiroluk was trying to do in the flashback was sort of, like, kind of the final piece to the puzzle, but I had completely forgotten how it sort of comes back here at the end to, like, the... Again, really feeling full circle, like, he achieved his dream, you know, finally through... Yeah. He had like, done when, it. when you he think knew about he it, he had through... done it. He just didn't couldn't see the ultimate effects and exactly, mass produce yeah. this like Korea did to really show this. And the only like you get the effect, but man, it is it suffers so much from being black and white. Yeah, yeah, it's this would hit so much harder in color. And the anime, it does. Anime, <laughs> I mean, like I would, it has that. Oh, pink I'm gonna have to go check that scene. It, it really yeah. does a fantastic job of showing that because I remember just being. Yeah wowed by it when i first watched mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. Uh, so if you have a way of, of, of checking out the anime absolutely see yeah. that episode because man yeah what what a twist too because he was talking about like trying to get flowers to grow here and so i uh you know i took hero completely literally in that moment not knowing that like this is what he was actually trying to do yeah and it's actually kind of brilliant it's, it's such a wonderful twist too oh man again it, it really feels like Really effective storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. There is an SBS. Not too much to say about it other than like somebody noticed how Dalton loves to add in extra stuff that's really <laughs> doesn't really matter. Necessary. Yeah. <laughs> that's a cute little gimmick. I hadn't thought about I that. I didn't even realize it. It's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just like the, it's a lakeside town just north of here. They also like, they like to ice skate there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, chapter 154, which... Is my personal favorite of these set of chapters, I gotta oh, say. Oh, boy. <laughs> On to Alabasta. 
the final oh, chapter of the of the Drum Island arc. Yeah, this and 155, I think, are great. <laughs> oh, yeah, they are. Yeah. Jango's right. Dance Heaven Volume 22, the mighty captain of the Navy's main fleet. We get to see Iron Body actually be effective. Holy crap. You, you, you kind of forget. Yeah, it's like, oh, right, he's a captain. Right. <laughs> and he's out here just completely just, like, whooping butt. Yeah, he's, he's on the same level as Smoker. He doesn't have a devil fruit or anything, but, hey, he's still yeah. actually kind of strong. This is so weird seeing him competent. <laughs> yeah, you're so not used to that because Sanji took him out wow. so easily. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then just this opening narration as they sail mm. off. In, the, in time, the tale of Hero Luke's cherry blossoms shining in the night would become a symbol of this nameless nation's hard-won freedom. But the birth of a new country within its unusual flag is a story for another time. And I'm like, now I'm, it just makes me think, is it a story for another time? Like, does this come back? Obviously, don't tell me, but I'm like, oh my god. I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> I want to say yes, but that I'm really not sure. And I'm I could yeah, see I, I can't Oda say with yeah. having like the final chapter, but then there being like six, seven, eight chapters of wrap up where they show what what each place they visited is up to now after yeah. their influence. Like one that once this once it all comes to an end, you know? Yeah. Well we, we, we see that every now and again, actually, within within the story itself. But yeah, the the way the ways in which I guess the the now nameless nation <laughs> uh the ways in which it comes back into the story, I'm a little foggy on. So yeah. Um, I'm going to have to take Oda at, Oda at his word when he says it is a story for another time. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But as they leave, Dalton and Correa sit together and just sort of talk. And he's just, they're just sort of yeah. marveling at it. It's like a reindeer continuing the legacy of a great physician. And she's like, well, I guess if Hero Luke could actually bring cherry blossoms to this place, then I suppose a reindeer can become a pirate. And just liking, liking the idea that he thinks he's a man. She's such a proud mom. <laughs> yeah, she is. It's so cute. But then all of a sudden, the other villagers come in and it's like, hey, I just remembered something important. Look at this. And hey, turns out there's a bounty of 30 million on Luffy's head. Korea's just like, wow, that is impressive. And it turns out about a week ago, a traveler appeared in Roblo Town. And it didn't snow that day, which we have seen it. It's basically snows. That is an interesting detail. Yeah, it is. <laughs> And he just all he says is that this man is pursuing Blackbeard, you know, the pirate that had ravaged him and scared off Wapple. And it's like, well, we told him that Blackbeard was long gone. So and he's like, OK, well, was there a pirate in a straw hat that came through here? It's like, mm, no. So he gave me the poster and just said, hey, if he shows up, I'll tell him I'll be waiting in Alabasta for 10 days. Mm-hmm. All we know is that his name is Ace. And mm. if Luffy shows up, just tell him what I said. He'll understand. So. There's somebody in Alabasta waiting for Luffy. Yeah, somebody named Ace. But then he goes has to run off because he didn't pay for his food. <laughs> he didn't pay for his food, of course. <laughs> yep. Can't can't you can't look cool for you know, you gotta have some subversion. Yeah, something something going on. Yeah. It's like, wow, this guy looks impossibly cool. Oh yeah, it, it's such an interesting design design because when I first saw it, I honestly thought I was like, wait, was that Mahawk? Yeah. He kind of looks like his mm. figure is like a, almost a combination of Mahawk and Shanks. Yeah, yeah. I, I j- just off of that first silhouette, like in, until we saw it closer, I was like, "Oh, was that? Sh- it was Shanks here? I don't remember that." But okay, yeah. No, know, knowing now that it was it was Ace, I was like, "Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense." This this man named Ace. Cool little detail. Uh, keep that in the back of your head that uh, he said he was uh, pursuing Blackbeard. Mm-hmm. I, I love that we we kind of have like the story going on in the background where Blackbeard was here, and now we have this Ace character who was chasing after him, but was also like, "Oh, is, is Luffy here? Have you seen this guy?" Hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. it's so it's so odd. It's just, it's again some subtle will, world building going on. But yeah. hey, you want to get some more out there world building? Yeah. No, the, let's uh, take care of all the subtly. Throw that out the window. Yes, because <laughs> don't all, all they says. Ah, no need to pass it on because they're headed for Alabasta. Just a hunch. He's like, okay, that girl was definitely Vivi. I don't know why with your yeah. pa- you're with one incredible memory. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, this was the girl that kind of changed his worldview I, I yeah i guess he he would remember you know i'm, I'm more willing to to accept that one. <laughs> he, he also knows these little details like like they like yeah. to ice skate she likes yeah. uh, pickled plums he just knows these little details that's true <laughs> you know what oda set this up i you know what i can believe that <laughs> yeah i like that technically korea never heard luffy's full name yeah and all she says now is have you ever ho- heard of goal d roger 
D. Mm. You mean Gold Roger. Gold Roger. There's yep. not a soul in the world who hasn't heard of him. Is that what he's called now? He's called now. <laughs> I got freaking chills because I forgot. I that forgot it was that was here. Dude. I was I was wondering when that reveal was. So so the actual reveal, because I, I specifically remember on the next page where Korea uh-huh. says, So the will of D lives on. Yes. And I remember that specifically as our first mention of the will of D. But the fact that it was tied to the reveal that Gold Roger is not his real name. Yeah, it's <laughs> his real Gold name is D Gold. Roger. Yes. And so that means that is, um, this is the first time, yeah, we're seeing that there's another character with the same D middle name. Yeah. As uh, as Luffy. Because it, it, it just seems like, a, a, up until this point, it just seems like a, a detail. It's like, whatever. It right, doesn't yeah, yeah. matter. It's just, D. Luffy. It doesn't mean D. anything. Luffy, yeah, that's just his name, whatever. And all of a sudden, this will of D comes up and you're like, what? What is that? <laughs> Literal I'll, chills I'll, I'll, reading that page. I'll go ahead and throw this out right here. I'm caught up. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yep. Oh, I'm... I'm uh, so, yeah. that won't be... Uh, obviously, that won't be the last time we're going to hear that phrase. And it seems like it is going to be a crucial key part to the world of One Piece uh, going forward. But yeah, that is that is one of those like ongoing lore mysteries that we still don't know but the it's just the crazy part that it was introduced here chapter uh 154 uh uh-huh. it's just amazing that's, how that's some wild. of these things how early some of these things were introduced you, you just seriously kind of forget yeah. you don't realize anymore once we learn all of the answers seeing seeing when and where oda starts to drop the little hints it's just gonna be like oh man yeah <laughs> So uh, I I kind of can't wait to go back through this manga again <laughs> with with the entirety uh, full context. Then we go. We're finally back with the straw hats. That's it for that's it for Drum Island. As they're they're all being goofballs. Yep, time for a party. <laughs> they're hanging out, making silly faces, pouring drinks for each other. Usopp's trying to get uh, Chopper to drink, and, <laughs> um, and meanwhile Nami's yelling at him. He's like. Can't you show a little sympathy for them? Why? Karu's alive. What's the big deal? Which I completely forgot. Yeah, that we lost I was like, track Karu has gone this whole arc. He was frozen in the river the entire time. I actually went after Zoro. Is Zoro just like, hey, probably slipped, huh? Clumsy. And just laughing. <laughs> just love, yep. Nami Shut up, him. Mr. Bushido. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when we learned that Chopper can talk to animals. He said that yep. says that uh, Zoro was swimming in the river and he disappeared. So he dove in to save him and got frozen. <laughs> frozen. Yes. <laughs> Now, this is definitely a, a, a gimmick of choppers that I I think kind of gets it gets a little played out. But right here, when, when you know Nami is just like, "That's amazing," you know, you know, medicine's not your only talent, and he's just like, "You know, I'm immune to your flattery." While he's just living it up completely. <laughs> yeah, uh, fl- yeah. Uh, just dancing along, and that's when Sanji's like, "What? What's this about medicine?" He's like, "Oh wait, he's a doctor." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, you didn't know? He's like, then what was it about Chopper, Chopper that impressed you so much? He's a reindeer that can do seven transformations in an emergency food <laughs> supply. <laughs> of course, of course. Which, again, that is also something I think we, we see more and more with, uh, with with Luffy. He like If he comes across a character with an interesting gimmick, he's just like, I want that. <laughs> yeah, that, it doesn't matter if they have other skills. It's care. just, I like the yeah. gimmick. Yeah, come on. <laughs> that's when Chopper realizes, oh, crap, I came down the mountain so quickly, I forgot my medical supplies. And that's when Nami reveals, oh, hey, you mean this? It was on the sleigh. Yep. And she cared. Ah, Korea cared. She was, he was thinking all along. She's a good person. Just like, well, ah, again, that, that show of love. Yep, yep. Only to be interrupted by uh, <laughs> Luffy and Usopp doing more of the weird yep. nose toothpick thing and then chopper gets in on it it's like, like an imp- he's just like impressionable little brother he really is he's like oh yeah. the big brothers are doing this thing i want to do it too and it's like well <laughs> he is gonna be completely ruined <laughs> yeah oh uh this poor child is getting corrupted yep absolutely and again back in the full party mode and i love this it's just chopper here at the bottom saying it's the most fun he's ever had mm. it just ah, warms my heart yeah it's it's so great. Yeah, I love seeing these goofballs just celebrate. Those cheering scenes where they're just like yep. those little details and the scenes. It's just so much fun. Yep. And off they go to Alabasta. 
Mm-hmm. But as the manga says, backtracking a bit, we go back to uh, here we go. Little Garden. <laughs> as it's finally time to meet Mr. Two Bon Clay. Yes, we got a little tease uh, before before this arc started. We're finally coming back to that, so we got yep. a, we got a whole can of worms to open here. Yep, I completely <laughs> again forgot about this. Yeah, yeah. So here he is, Mister Tubon Clay, a follower of the Oh Come My Way lifestyle, which is one of those things that got brought up in the SBS, and I forget what the, exactly the SBS and what Oh Come My Way stands for, but I believe mm. you still remember. Yes. Okay. So th- this is one of those like funky translation things, and I I think the way that they handled this is brilliant and mm. is sort of like. Just sidestepping the can of worms that this kind of is. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So we, we have here, you know, we have the reveal of of Mr. Two Bon Clay. And, you know, he's here kind of in a, like, kind of in like a ballet-ish kind of uniform. You know, very, very feminine, but also kind of very just just crazy looking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he has the hairy legs. He has yeah, the makeup and all that stuff. It's Yeah. The it is what shoes. it is. Yeah, and he's got what? So he's got some uh, some Japanese just sort of written on the back of his coat, and the way I guess a literal translation could be like the way of the Okama, mm-hmm. and so that is what he sort of uh, Bon Clay sort of self identifies is as an Okama, which is kind of like a I kind of want to call it like a like a sort of classical like transvestite stereotype is it akin to like a drag queen or more in line with yeah i think so that that might that kind of in that ballpark rocky horror where it's like you yes know, yes trans, yeah you know, transsexual transvestite from transylvania yeah. type thing yeah like uh, and there's a, a much more overt rocky horror reference much much later oh yeah i remember that one that that's a, yeah. that'll be fun to get to because yeah yeah but so consider that in rocky horror kind of like the ballpark of what this like stereotype is kind of evoking, mm-hmm. and so be- because that this this is kind of it's definitely kind of lost favor. Uh, it, it used to show up in Japanese media a whole bunch, but is you know kind of like potentially offensive. You know, maybe maybe not the best look. And, and you have to have to remember that this content is from like we're in like two thousand one, two thousand two, maybe something like that. And yeah, you know, it's. Yeah. It's, so it hasn't know, hadn't quite fallen on. out of favor here at this point. And it hasn't quite hit. It's like, oh, right, international audience. When Japan sort of had to realize they had to start paying attention to this sort of thing to make it yeah. more viable for a worldwide release. Exactly. And so the, the brilliance of the Oh Come My Way translation is that it is sort of like, if you take the translation Okama Way, it kind of, they kind of morphed it oh, into Oh Come My Way. That's good. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it still sort of, it still conveys the vibe without being quite so maybe icky. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it is one of the one of those translation choices that I think has aged really well. And I gotta say, slight, very, very slight spoilers. Mm. I love Bon Clay. Oh, yeah. He, no. is, he is a fantastic character. Bon Clay is awesome. And I think that is sort of maybe... Whenever One Piece does sort of veer into maybe poorly aged, like, Japanese media stereotypes, is that, like, the characters themselves, and I think the ways that the, in which they are handled in the story, is often, like, brilliant. Like, like mm-hmm. Bon Clay is a very, very beloved character. Uh, you know, a definitely a huge favorite of mine, but also kind of mired in something that is a bit, like, maybe a little unfortunate. <laughs> Uh, but uh, you know, obviously, yeah. this is from extremely recent stuff as mm-hmm. of the as of you know right now because you know I'm not caught up, but mm. it's hard to miss some things with One Piece, such as mm-hmm. char- uh, beloved new characters. Oh yes, yeah, a, yeah. a certain character is everywhere. I cannot oh, not <laughs> know, you know who this character you know. is. It's the same yeah. sort of idea as the the bunny girl from My Hero Academia. She still mm-hmm. hasn't really shown why she's so beloved other than a great character design in the anime mm-hmm. that I've watched at this point. But I know yeah. people love her and I was well aware of her before she even made her first appearance in the anime just because of that following out there. And then a big thing happened with that character that sort of is very progressive. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, that, that is a whole other can of worms that I, I don't want to get into. We'll, we'll, we'll get, get that into that to, when we get to in that. chapter like 1000. Yeah. Uh, but but the, the long and short of it is that 
especially I think when you consider maybe the history that like One Piece has with sort of Okama stereotypes and sort of Rocky Horror transvestite is stereotypes. You're, you kind of look at the character that we're referring to um, in the modern material and are just kind of like, all right, what are they? What is he gonna do with this? Uh, but the end result ends up just being great. Yeah. <laughs> and is again. The, the way Oda handles that one is awesome. I, I think the way Oda handles characters like Bon Clay is mostly great, but is just, there is this sort of kind of like unfortunate side of like what he's pulling from is kind of like, Ugh. It's a, it, this this sort of stereotype is why essentially Mother 3 was never able to be translated. That's a, because yeah, that's it, a good one. Yeah, that's a good example. It's because it's <laughs> it does. I, I've never, I've not played Mother 3, so I don't know how they're handled in there, but it's, yeah, you know. Yeah, I've heard, yeah it's one of those like, Again, and I think Mother Three is sort of a good example of like this is not just a thing that One Piece does. It was for for a time a really popular trope in Japanese media. Mm-hmm. So that's that's Bon Clay. <laughs> we'll see more of more of him when we get to him. All, all um, we the, this... really need to know from this is that he went to he went there to look for Mister Three. Has not found Mister Three, and he's like, well, if I can't I can't fail because now then I'd have Mister One. And his partner tried to kill me. So yep. <laughs> I, we it's like, we got to go back to Alabasta, but don't let a single vessel get, vessel get by us, not even a rowboat. Mm. So just protect himself. This is all you sort of need to know. Between Mr. Two and Mr. Three, this whole organization is just a mess. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> they're entirely wildly varying personalities. I, I, I love them all, but they're, they're goofballs, which is an even stronger contrast to the last page of this chapter. Where we see crocodile once again and there's pirates running and mo- running amok and he's like well i gotta keep up appearances and since we're uh the seven warlords are a hero to the masses we'll get into this in the next chapter proper but i love just like mr zero is just in shadow all of the time yes. right now like he he looks threatening <laughs> yeah Absolutely. And you can tell he, this is... He's going to be a problem. Uh, compared to a lot of the goofball villains we've had so far, kind of like running up the chain and, you know, doing uh, whap all off to the side is like, all right, the, the time for fun is over. Like, it's time to get serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it definitely feels that that way. Yeah. Well, well, you know, maybe maybe not exactly time, but we're, we're moving in that direction. <laughs> so chapter 155, Sir Crocodile the Pirate. And Django is leaving on the boat and he's yeah, just, just like kind of going, going neater 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 <laughs> to, to, to fool buddy yeah he got away speaking of our uh, silly villains of the past <laughs> yeah really i am so curious where that's going to end up but i have no idea where this is going <laughs> yeah i got nothing but yeah we get back to we actually see more of alabasta in this this port town of nanohana oh, yeah on sandy island these crazy looking pirates are taking over i guess these pig pirates yeah, man. But, but between these guys and, and the tulip guys and the cover story, just like just the most random kind of, you know, nobody pirate groups that Oda comes up with. <laughs> I know. It's like, where's just some weird gimmicks we can come up with? Yeah. It, it also strikes me as so funny. It's like everybody's so happy. To, the, the people are so happy to see Crocodile. Yeah, that's a, it's just an interesting bit of world building. And the way he greets them is, silence you ignorant peasants. I've only come for the heads of those pirates. And they're just like, <laughs> my hero. He always says that when he comes to save us. Hooray. <laughs> okay. It's Yeah. It's very much kill a kill. It's like you you pigs in sheep's clothing. <laughs> oh, yeah. With, uh, with Satsuki. Yeah, it's a very yeah. similar kind of vibe. I, I definitely... I, I had kind of, this was another aspect I had forgotten, you know, it's, it's like we say that like five times in every podcast. But I know. <laughs> like the the ways in which we are seeing how ingrained Crocodile is to like the culture of Alabasta is, I think, really, really cool and really sort of sells his just like sleazy gang boss demeanor. I mean, in the, in this full page spread, we have the guardian deity of Alabasta, the king of yeah. the desert. Like Seriously. they revere him, which is kind of where you kind kind of see the beginnings of his plan. Yeah, in a, in a way for this, and mm. I'm I'm excited to get to more of that. But of course, it's also time for the actual full reveal of what Crocodile looks like. Yeah, a scar across the face, a cat, a classic Captain Hook hand, yep. and. That giant ass coat, yeah, just that jacket. Still, maybe one of the best villain designs yeah. in the series. Just screams class, but also classic pirate. 
Yeah, yeah. I think I think Crocodile might actually still be one of my favorite villains in the whole he series. He might be directly inspired by Captain Hook. I don't know I that think for so. sure, yeah. but it, it I could, feels I like I could believe it. that. Yeah. You just you just want to look at this guy. You know what he's all about. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just the way he takes out these pirates, he just, you know, yeah. leaps down. They all stab him and just mm-hmm. shrugs it off, which immediately is like, oh, God, what is up with that? I love the sort of the bottom half of this page where you get that close up of Crocodile after he's stabbed. And then just all of just a sandstorm. You don't even know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a sandstorm just whips up around all the pirates. Yeah. And all he just says, I'm a different breed of pirate. Swan. He's just <laughs> built different. Yeah, he <laughs> really is. He's literally built different. And to see that aftermath, we had seen long ago how he sucked up all the water and took yeah. out, like, just drained everything of that cup. And then we yep. see that pirate. Like, I don't remember this from the anime at all. You see him drained, like, just sucked dry. He is dead. Yeah. And the people that cheer, is, I, mm. and he just takes the loot and leaves. Definitely not the first one that we've seen, but I love these, like pre-Devil Fruit reveal. You don't quite know what is going on, but it's still just, like, impressive enough to... It sells the scale. I, I think there really, really might well. be enough here you have an idea of what it's all yeah, about. I'm not going to say yet, but... Yeah, yeah. I was I was wondering if I should say or not, but... This I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say not More yet. of a hint than usual. Yeah. yeah. But that's when we actually go to Alibarna Palace, where Cobra, uh, Vivi's fire, uh, father... It's like, yeah, we were too late. He beat us to it again and saved the citizens. And yeah, like, I, well, I love that they when Crocodile first shows up, they call him the the king of the desert, and here we have the actual king. Right, just kind of like, uh, <laughs> oops. And I just like this little pause. We are indebted to him, <laughs> just keeping up those appearances. Yeah, I'm definitely loving these little peaks that we're seeing. There's definitely kind of like like a. Middle East India vibe to uh, to the bits of alabaster we've been seeing. Yeah. You know, kind of very Egyptian. Very Egyptian, yes. Yeah. It's, 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 it's going to be interesting to actually get to and explore alabaster because it definitely feels like a bigger country than we've seen up until this yeah. point. This is a big arc. We're we're in it. Oh, I'm yeah. So we're going to be here for a while. This is, this is so hype. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. And, of course, back to the Straw Hats, where Sanji has discovered that there is not enough food <laughs> to get to Alabaster. It disappeared in one night. And he's discovered that Luffy did it. Yep. Kicks him Luffy away, starts beating the crap out he's, of him now. He can, he's so he's, bad at lying. He is so bad at lying. I, I love the reveal that everybody's guilty. <laughs> yes. Karu, Usopp, Usopp Chopper. <laughs> Chopper. All guilty. He's like, let's do some fishing to help him out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we see Nami had bonked them all, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, sort of, I sort of love the idea that... um. Sanji has to convince Nami that they need to spend money. Yeah, it's like, I need a refrigerator with a lock. <laughs> yeah, it's like she is considering it. She's she's the mom of the crew. Uh-huh. I also love that, like, welcome to the group, Chopper. You get conked out as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's time to finally learn more about the Seven Warlords and how all the stuff that we're coming up to works. We, like, we already know that they're in the pay of the world government. They chase off pirates mm-hmm. for treasure. They don't care that they take the treasures because the, the threat is eliminated. Yep. And nobody suspects that he's, he really does want to take over Alabasta, as we could just so obviously see. Yep. Yep. And Luffy's just kind of confident. It's like, oh, I just have to kick eh, his butt. Whatever, yeah. yeah. It definitely, again, we, we sort of saw that earlier where, with the pirate was like, you're just a government dog who sold his soul and a sword or whatever. There's not really yeah. respect there, but he yep. is he has the power to back it up, which is why he's... Might with, makes right. Yep. They're starting to learn. They're just basically, I guess, recapping Baroque works for people who may have mm-hmm. just started with this arc. Yeah, I think it's sort of a good idea to sort of you know we literally have like a chart <laughs> yeah it's like of, oh of, look at this cool reindeer man we're getting into and like oh wait there's another plot what's going on here and this is your oh yeah yeah, of yeah, what's, yeah what's going on here <laughs> yeah and vivi does break it down we have all of these uh agents from mr five and up are called officer agents most of them have devil fruit powers and to handle the most important missions under them are 200 billions which are the officer agents underlings and then the frontier agents that are the ones that ransack those that come into the grand line as we saw with Mr. Eight and 
Miss Wednesday, Mr. Nine and all of them. Mm-hmm. And they command the 1800 millions, which are the frontier agents underlings. And then the unluckies who are in charge of executions and communications. And I like how we actually have all the names of these characters. We've not seen yet. Yeah. But, like, I don't know how he organizes. What's what, like how is Thursday better than Saturday or Tuesday better than Thursday or Wednesday better uh, than Tuesday. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we have, we, we sort of, we get uh, holidays as we get like further and further up. Mm hmm. Then again, I I don't know what all Sunday and and double finger. I don't know what that's about. Yeah, I don't know what Miss Double Finger <laughs> like. What is Double Finger? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or all Sunday. I know Merry yeah. Christmas. I know Valentine. Yeah, uh, Golden Week is a string of holidays. So you would yeah. think that would be the highest. You'd think, but I don't know. I also uh, I think okay. Bon Clay is also a holiday because huh. again with Mister. Oh young. right, so that so that's why they call him Mister Two Bon Clay because he, he's both. Yeah, he has no female no partner. female partner. He doesn't want one. Yep. So that's why that's, <laughs> I respect it. Yep, that's how that's all handled. Good guy, Mister Mister Zero Crocodile. You know, he's making exceptions for his uh, overly complicated organization. <laughs> so yeah, they, that's when they realize. So that's how it's all organized. Obviously, Luffy doesn't fully understand, but he's just like, okay, I just have to kick this guy's butt. Yeah, of course. So they realize that the remaining officer agents will be coming together. And that's when Look we get this shadow shot. of all oh, the yeah. remaining officer agents. And we know some of them. We know yep. Bon Clay, who's, man, a lot taller than I remember. Yeah, he's taller than Crocodile. Yeah. We only know, we only see, we only know of, actually, I should say, three of these six officer agents, uh, seven officer agents. As we see all Sunday, we see Crocodile and we see Bon Clay, and then there's three others who we haven't yeah. met yet. One of these is Mr. One. One of these, I believe, is Mr. Th- uh, four. You and right. We have yeah, process of elimination. Yeah. And then we have Miss Merry Christmas and Miss Doublefinger. Hmm. So. And that's yeah. where we leave off. That's our setup oh, a- for Alabasta. That is such a good chapter to leave off on. Or just, yeah, that last page just has me so hyped for what's to come. So, I, yeah, I do apologize that we I had to take that week off. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be getting into Alabasta proper next time. But there's, there's our setup. There's our little prologue for it. As we wrap up this, we got these little details sprinkled in with this ace character searching for blackbeard yep. and how this whole will of d thing is and gold gold rogers the real gold roger the reveal int- the introduction Grr. of crocodile properly yep. yeah we're into it this is my i think if i had to say off the top of my head right now i think alabasta is probably a top five one piece arc for me and yeah it's it's definitely up to, it feels it feels important in the same way that Arlong felt important. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it. Arlong is definitely where you started to see a lot of the pieces start to come together, right? Mm-hmm. I think Alabasta is sort of where the maybe sort of the archetypal One Piece arc really like. I think most arcs after this are kind of just. I think they have a lot of Alabasta's DNA in them. Mm-hmm. So I think this is. A lot of where we start to see some of like the more maybe recurring tropes of uh, maybe sort of your typical One Piece arc. Like I like I think Alabasta is kind of the f- formula makes it sound like a you know like a bad thing, but I think I think a lot of a lot of what One Piece is I think is modeled after Alabasta. There's a lot of room to play with formula, so I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I guess if I had to put it any other way, you kind of know what you come to expect after a while, after <laughs> after so many arcs, or you're just you, you kind of get just the way that these massive sprawling story arcs are really put together. And so mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited to see basically the first version of that, and I think the first version of that is still very good. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to get to it. I remember some of it but i don't remember definitely yeah. don't remember all of it i definitely don't remember all of it and i've we'll, we'll again i've never seen the ma- manga version so <laughs> mm-hmm. it'd be fun to experience but i believe we're into it yeah i with that we've said all we've wanted to say about chapters 151 to 155 of one piece thank you so much for listening and you can find more of my ramblings and stream vods over at bitnerd games on youtube or BitNerd with an underscore at the end on Twitter. And Brandon, where can everyone find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter, at Brandon Bovia. Just anime manga games in my job. That's all I tweet about. 
nothing super crazy going on in the work side that's like coming out anytime soon yeah no i guess i had a chapter of dragon ball come out i think i think we're about done with uh speaking of ending arcs arc. <laughs> yeah speaking of ending arcs i can't conf- I, I don't know for sure so i don't want to speak definitively on that but i right, think right. we're close to finishing an arc in dragon ball which would actually be c- completely unrelated but my mm-hmm. i think it, it is my first completed uh story arc oh that like um because i came in working on super like halfway through the moro saga Oh, okay. So this would be the first one that is like beginning to end all be. Uh, That's awesome. Means means nothing to most people, but is a cool thing that I can claim that I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's awesome. So yeah, definitely check those out. Check out more of Brandon. Always a good time. And if you'd like to help us out more, you can support the podcast over at patreon.com slash Derek Bittner. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K-B-I-T-N-E-R to listen to the next episode three days early. And make sure to return next time as we discuss chapters 156 to 160 of One Piece. Until then, my friends, bye. Remember to take life one piece at a time. something, Dalton. Have you ever heard of the man Gold D. Roger? Gold D? Do you mean Gold Roger? I guess. Is that what he goes by now? From the looks of this, the guy Chopper left this island and headed out to sea with is no ordinary pirate. The spirit of D. It still lives. What do you know?